Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco, and these are the headlines we're following. After weeks of protests, the community of Ojai in Ventura County has passed a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Following hours of public comment at a special meeting earlier this week, the measure passed by a three-to-one vote. Carol Munter was among those speaking in favor of the resolution. Starvation of people, of newborns, torture degradation, total destruction and devastation, and unspeakable crime against humanity. Is this really self-defense? Does this make anyone safe? The resolution calls on Congress to demand an immediate ceasefire and for the U.S. to end unconditional military aid to Israel. A handful of other cities, including Oakland, Long Beach, and Madeira, have passed similar resolutions. San Diego County shut down its Migrant Welcome Center last week. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis says that means border officials will now continue to drop migrants off on San Diego streets. About 300 migrants were left outside at the Iris Transit Station in San Isidro. It doesn't have the infrastructure to welcome migrants. No shelter or public restrooms, no benches or Wi-Fi. Pedro Rios is an activist with American Friends Service Committee. He was the lone volunteer trying to welcome migrants as CBP buses dropped them off. And I'm not sure I was able to capture everyone and to inform people that, hey, come this way. If you go on that bus, you might get lost. You might not know where you're at. And that's a main concern, that this vulnerable population will wander the streets of San Diego without any help. Rios says that most of these migrants don't plan to stay in San Diego. They want to know how to connect with their family members. Some of them have been separated. So a couple of the fellas here, um, they've been separated from uh, their mom, from their spouse. Under normal circumstances, people would have been dropped off at the Migrant Welcome Center, which was funded by $6 million from the county of San Diego. That center welcomed more than 81,000 migrants from October to February, and more than 98% of them moved on to other cities in other parts of the country. But it just closed due to lack of funding. For the California Report, I'm Gustavo Solis in San Diego. 
Yesterday, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors voted to explore outside funding for a long-term migrant center and shelter. The funding would likely have to come from the federal government and philanthropic organizations. The National Weather Service has issued a blizzard warning for the greater Tahoe region and much of the Sierra from Thursday morning until Sunday. KQED's senior science editor Kevin Stark reports. What could be the biggest winter storm of the season is primed to dump snow across the Sierra this weekend and bring powerful winds that could cause power outages and dangerous travel conditions. The Weather Service warns that the storm will be capable of burying vehicles. People walking outside could quickly become lost or disoriented. Andrew Schwartz leads the UC Berkeley Central Sierra Snow Lab. The reason that we're seeing a blizzard warning with this event is that winds are expected to be strong throughout the duration of the storm. The Bay Area can expect rain and gusty winds strong enough to potentially cancel flights. For the California Report, I'm Kevin Stark. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. When you're voting for a candidate running for state office, like a state legislator or the governor, you can evaluate them based on their voting record, policy positions, and more. But finding information on candidates for local judge seats can be trickier. CalMatters Olivia Zhao has these tips to help you cast an informed vote. You can go to your county's bar association website. Sometimes they even have ratings for these judicial candidates. You can also check the State Bar Association's website. There you can find where the candidate went to law school, whether their law license is active, and if the State Bar has taken any disciplinary action against them. Another good reference is Vote411.org, run by the League of Women Voters. Their volunteers across the state work to have candidates fill out questionnaires. And finally, if you want to see how much money a candidate has raised and from whom, you can check out county elections office websites, where they are required to file disclosure forms. That was CalMatters' Olivia Zhao. When Fresno County voters go to the polls next week, they'll be asked to choose whether local officials should have more control over naming. That's right, naming. And renaming things like towns, cities, and street names. The California Report's Billy Cruz has more on Measure B. This all started when a federal committee renamed a town in the county, Yokuts Valley. We live in the town of Squaw Valley. We have a business here in Squaw Valley, which has Squaw Valley in our name. And we're going to keep it the same. We'll do everything we can to keep it the same. Many, including Dave Arnwine, who owns Squaw Valley Consignment Shop, feel attached to the old name. But they're not only upset about being given a new name, they're upset about the way it happened. Problem is... Squaw is widely believed to be a racist and derogatory term for Native or Indigenous women. 
That hasn't deterred County Supervisor Nathan Magsig, who is one of Measure B's biggest backers. What's motivating this is giving an opportunity for all the voters of Fresno County to weigh in on this. Uh, I'm one who believes uh, that the voters here locally should have an opportunity to decide on this issue. And this issue is more than just one community. It applies to, again, street names. It applies to unincorporated communities. Roman Raintree, whose family has lived in the Valley for generations, says he worked with state and federal leaders to implement this name change. To this day, you have yet to accept what the state and the federal government have decided. Instead, you want to change the rules because you lost by the rules in which we are all bound to play by. And this is just bogus. I think this is a, a prime example of Fresno County's uh, institutionalized racism. If Measure B passes, it will add language to the county charter, but it's unclear if it will have any teeth. For The California Report, I'm Billy Cruz. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. And that is this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, February 28th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast. With an S. Thanks. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!